Jeremiah 29, verses 11 to 14. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord. And I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. This is the word of the Lord. And today, as I said, I want to talk about change. Change includes many things. You can think of uh, many things regarding change, such as a change to maturity, a change to deeper commitment, and a change to find one's own calling and take that journey and so on. So I don't want to talk about superficial changes or something taking place only outside. We can call that as a cosmetic change. But today I want to talk about the real change. Because of that real change, our life will be changed forever. And I want to talk about how to make that real change in our lives. First, when we hear the word change, we feel resistance. There are so many reasons why we feel that way. It can be psychological reasons or spiritual reasons or habitual or behavior reasons and so on. It looks to me that we may welcome the changes, but deep down in our hearts, somehow, we do not want to change. Our whole body refuses to be changed, but in our head, at least, we are saying, yes, we need to change. Sometimes we would say that we need to change, but only in lip service. The reason behind this is that we may, we may want to let others know that we are trying to change, but there's no actual change happening, right? Or just talk to ourselves that even though we are not doing anything for changes, we are at least aware of that need and the importance of the change. But what we are really doing is that we are making excuses for not doing anything for change. We refuse and avoid changes instinctively, and we think about the changes only conceptually. Because of these discrepancies and conflicts within us, we cannot achieve any changes in reality. When we approach changes with just sense of responsibility or out of guilt, changes will not happen. Unless we do something about the change concretely, change will not happen. What did I say? Albert Einstein says something similar like this. Insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, that is insanity. Unless we put something into practice for change, there will be no change. 
Even though we may say a hundred times to ourselves or to our spouses or people around us that we need to change, nothing will happen. Even though we may think about the changes but doing nothing, nothing about it, nothing will happen. Let's take a look at the change with a different angle. When we encounter serious challenges or experience great loss in our lives, then we will change things around us. For example, when we find out that our health is not in a good condition anymore, we begin to exercise, go to gym, or pay attention to what we eat. Before that, we didn't do anything for our health. Sounds familiar? At least my age, right? When you pass 50. But we all know that such a change doesn't last long. We will all fall back to the previous lifestyle. Even though we may take medications and all that, it seems to me that we do not change our lifestyle that easily. This kind of change is a forced one. And the forced change is not a real change. Similar to that, if we make changes because of the fear for other people, their opinions and all that, there will not be a real change. If we make changes just because of survival in workplace and so on, that is not the real change either. All these changes may have a form of change in appearance, but it will not result in anything. A few years ago, when I was at one of the uh, KSM happiness seminars, I received so much grace. I was, I was like discovering a new God, so to speak. What I discovered was that when we say we believe in God, which also means we believe in changes. When we say I believe in God, it is the same thing as we will achieve changes in life with God's help. I did not connect these two together before. Changes with God. God with changes. To me, it was a new discovery about God. Yes, God is the God of changes. That's what when we say we believe in the living God actually means. God is in charge of history and human life. And God is not only the God of the past, but also the God of the present and the future. God will be God in every step of our lives. So we need to open to the changes God may lead. From that point on, a few years ago, change is not anymore in the powerless concept nor the struggles that I want to change my old habits, but must be in the realm of spirituality. My friends, if you really desire to have this kind of change in your life, it is with God. It is with our faith in God. Before I was taking changes, I think, lightly. That's why I couldn't make any difference I thought changes existed outside somewhere here. So whenever I decided to make a difference or change, I thought I was able to do that. But no, that was 
misunderstanding. But I realized that, finally realized that true change is connected to the faith in God. And from that point on, I have meditated on this spiritual truth over and over again. In the Bible, there are so many stories that contain how our God made changes in history and in human lives. And we all know this. We all learn before that. There is one common theme or movement reflecting such changes in the Bible. That is, from bondage to freedom. Whether that is the story of Exodus coming out of Egypt, or the story of a Samaritan woman, both community and an individual experience the movement of liberation, which is from bondage to freedom. And this is the actual change God has caused for God's children in history. And I believe God is still making these changes in our lives so that we may experience the true freedom and fullness of life. In today's text, we can see God's movement that is from bondage to freedom for the people of Israel. Verse 14 says, I will let you find me, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you to, into exile. God has promised that the community in exile will return to their homeland. And that is exactly the change God is making for Israel people. They will experience the freedom from the captivity. And they will restore their lives calling as God's people. In this sense, a real change is to go back to the essence and go back to one's calling finding out God's purpose for us. But even though God will make the changes and return the people to their homeland, there is one process that Israel must have taken. That is, they must acknowledge and confess that they cannot make the changes themselves, but only God. I think it is a huge and important spiritual statement. It is the very reason why we cannot make any changes. Change we cannot make. When we can acknowledge this truth wholeheartedly and bring ourselves to the presence of God, God will take care of it. God will take care of ourselves. This is the spiritual principle for the real changes. And we need to remember this. And live out in our lives. That's why the verse, verses 12 to 14 ask us to go before God and pray to God. It says, then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord. Jeremiah says, with all your heart. I love this expression. Some other English Bibles, Bibles translate it as wholeheartedly. It shows absolute trust in God. 
And it shows genuine passion for God. One truly desires for changes. But at the same time, one confesses humbly that only God can bring about the changes. God will take care of the remaining process. In this sense, change becomes easier than before, doesn't it? Only when we stop our effort to make changes, God can begin God's work to change us. Please remember this. Please remember this spiritual principle. Jeremiah mentions the process of change in other chapter while using this particular metaphor. It is from Jeremiah chapter 18 verse 6. Just like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. The metaphor of the potter and the clay, such a beautiful metaphor. God is at work changing us into the pottery that God wants us to be. God is at work. God is changing us into the pottery that God wants us to be. Now we come to understand clearly that change is not the reaction to external factors, nor the reaction from our fears, nor the powerless and fruitless determination in concept, but the spiritual event for those who seek God wholeheartedly with all their hearts and meet God in a real way. When we meet God, we'll be changed forever. That's what happened to the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4. And that's what happened to Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19. And all the disciples of Jesus have gone through this tremendous changes and became a true witness for Christ. So we can confidently say that it is God who will make changes in our life. Amen. But there's one more thing we need to remember when it comes to the changes. God often uses struggles and pains to change us. I'm not saying that we should take suffering in a, in a perverted way. We should not take any joy in suffering and struggles themselves. But I'm asking you to have spiritual insight for the struggles you are going through. If we keep avoiding the struggles and pains, there will be no changes. If we keep hopping around for quick solutions, there will be no changes. Do not bypass the hardship, but go through it with God's help. Think about this image. When the potter holds the clay and smashes them on the pottery wheel and mold them with God's hands, with his hands, it can be a quite painful process for the clay. Let's take a look at the photo of the potter and the clay. But if we have total trust in God's hands, that God will make us into useful and pottery, we can go through such process. 
a German philosopher, Kuno Fischer, who greatly influenced Nietzsche, once said something similar to this. As the pottery that is well-baked in the kiln does not change its color, those who are well-tempered by hardship will not break easily. As we are living in this world with a lot of thoughts and business and I don't know what's going on in your actual lives, but when you when you feel like you really want a change, just bring yourself to God's presence and with wholeheartedly have total trust in God, knowing that God is just making you into beautiful pottery right now. And after this, we will all come out as a beautiful pottery that God wants us to be. And God will use us for God's glory. When I think about our young students, you you don't know where you are right now, but you know that you are struggling with a lot of uncertainty of future, your school, relationship. Just bring yourself to God. With all, your, with all your hearts. And I ask God, God, I know that you are making me now. You are putting me in your pottery wheel. But I know that after this process, I will become the beautiful and wonderful pottery you want us to be. And after this, after all the hardship and struggles and process, during this, during this time of struggle, we can say this. I can do everything. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This is my prayer for every one of you and including myself. When we face hardship struggles, let's look for God. Not look at ourselves. Not doing something like superficial thing, reactions and all that. But just calm ourselves, bring ourselves to God, God's presence, and ask for help. Lord, please change me. I know you are changing me. Please give me strength and wisdom so that I can go through this with your help. Amen. Let us sing together. Change my heart, O God.